Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Well, actually, to, re- to rebuke the devil is, is just a sharp reprimand. You know, when the Bible says where Jesus rebuked the fever and it left, it was a sharp reprimand. And it would be nice if we could have had it recorded exactly what he said. How many of you remember what I'm talking about? Remember that Peter's mother-in-law was sick of a fever? And Jesus entered into the house. And the Bible says he rebuked it. And what happened? It left. That's, right. That's a pretty powerful rebuke, wouldn't you say? Amen. It left. Just took off. Well, now remember... It's a sharp reprimand, speaking directly to, of course, in this case, the devil, and saying, Satan. And also, if he, you know, you could say fever, which I'm sure he he could have used that too. But when we talk about rebuking the devil himself, we're speaking directly to him and giving him a reprimand. And we're saying, devil, I recognize you are behind this thing, and I rebuke you, or I say to you, it's a reprimand, you will not do this any longer. That's it. Get thee behind me. It's a reprimand. It's like a command. See, directly to the devil. Or an evil spirit that would be behind the operation of anything in our lives. Okay? And so it's a direct reprimand. A sharp command. A rebuke. Now, when we resist the devil and... Understand when I say this, when we talk about resisting the devil, obviously a rebuke is also resisting the devil. Okay? But not all resisting the devil needs a rebuke. Are you following me so far? You can actually resist the devil with worship and praise. Did you know that? You can't. See, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And when you worship God and magnify the Lord, then Satan can't penetrate that that barrier that's there around you. You can resist the devil just by making a confession of faith that is not necessarily a rebuke. You can say that in my pathway is life and there is no death. I'm a doer of the Word of God and blessed in my deeds. This is my heritage because I belong unto the Lord. See, you're confessing your faith And while you're confessing your faith, you're putting up a wall of resistance and the enemy cannot penetrate or be effective against you. And so, there's the difference. See, you can rebuke the devil by sharply speaking to him, giving him a reprimand and telling him what to do. But also, you can resist the devil also just by making a decision not to do something that he would tell you to do. Can you see that? Or just worshiping God. As a matter of fact, there is really a lot of power when it comes to resisting in praise. He can't enter into that. Amen. Now listen, that was all free tonight. Won't charge anybody anything for that. I want you all to turn with me, if you would please, to the book of Hebrews in chapter 4. 
And as I speak to you, first of all, uh, young people, I want you to, to, to make note of this. The most effective way in getting something out of any teaching session is to make a decision in your life. Make a decision in your personal life. Now, young people, I'm addressing you, see, right now. And I'm saying to you right now, make a decision in your life that you will hear the voice of God. Are you listening to me? You have got to make a decision to hear from God and to hear the voice of God. See, if you don't set yourself to receive from the Word of God or from God, you will not hear spiritual truth. You'll hear words being said, but you're not going to get a whole lot out of it unless you make a decision to shut the world out, to shut empty thoughts out, and to focus in on the things of God and listen to what He has to say to you. See, whether you realize it or not, God is speaking to you right now. He is speaking to you directly, either through His Word or by His Spirit. For He's already spoken through His Word. And by His Spirit, He wants to make things personal to your lives, every single one of you. He's got something for you in life and you know it's your desire to find out what that thing is now i see some of you young guys that are out there you know you're going to be getting up there in years here pretty soon going through your teens and then wondering about what you're going to do with your personal life as time goes on you're going to long to be like adam was in the very beginning see the difference between your life today and adam back then back then Adam had a perfect environment in which to live his life. Adam also, in that particular place, had his position in life given to him. The difference between you young men and Adam is this. Adam's wife was formed. Your wife has to be found. Isn't that true? I mean, you're going to find yourself, you're going to look back on this night... Someday, and you're going to think these thoughts. You're going to find yourself lying in bed saying, Lord, when I go to sleep tonight, perform some surgery. Bring me forth a wife out of my side. (laughs) You understand what I'm talking about? His wife was formed. Yours has got to be what? Found in in an imperfect environment. How do you like that one? I mean, think about it. Wouldn't it be a whole lot easier just to go to bed one night and wake up in the morning and there she is. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Praise God. God formed her just for me. Come on, we could get a little bit jealous about that. If it wasn't for such a beautiful wife that I have. I mean, you know. <laughs> you can get jealous over something like that, right? Because here we are in an imperfect environment and we have got to find a wife to find that good thing and obtain favor of the Lord. I guarantee you, you don't want to go looking in the wrong place. You don't want to try to find your wife in a bar, in a nightclub, at the racetrack. You want to find your wife in the right place, like Rebecca at the well, serving God. But 
to continue on, his position in life was also granted him. How many of you young people right now even think about what you're going to do with your life in the future? What do you want to become? What do you want to become in life? His position was given to him. You're the keeper of the garden. Everything he needed, everything he wanted was right there at his fingertips and it was just handed to him on a silver platter. He didn't have to struggle through his teen years in an imperfect environment trying to find out why he was here, where he was going, and what he was going to do with his life. It was all right there. But it's not the same with us today. See, it's a whole different ballgame. We have got to discover these things and the only way to do so is through your faith. Our faith. It takes faith to find these things out. As a matter of fact, that's the thing that God has laid heavy on my heart to talk to all of us about. Our faith. Everybody say, my faith. I have faith. And my faith pleases God. See, your faith can please God. But the thing is, in order to live in this life, it requires faith. Every single one of us. See, for you to have a position in life... Now listen, young people. For you to have a position in life... That position has got to be what? Earned. You can't say, I want to be a doctor and sit at home and watch General Hospital. Four years... That thing's been running for how long? You better not answer. Maybe it's off the air by now. I don't even know. But the thing is, you can't sit there in front of that tube and watch a, a show like that and think because you, you, know, you watch some of these programs on TV that deal with emergency rooms and all that. You're authorized to become a brain surgeon. You can't think like that. You have got to go to school. Your position has got to be what? Earned. Isn't that right? It's got to be earned. It takes a lot of hard work, effort, and energy for you to get to that place. And what about this? Adam was zapped into that place. He was given authority. He was given power. He was given dominion. He was given a position. He had a white form for him. He had his home. I mean, think about it. I mean, the man had it made. But because of his blunder, we have got to use faith. To get these things. See, your position in life has got to be earned. It's going to take a lot of work, effort, and energy on your part. But I guarantee you right now, there isn't anything more important for you to develop in your life than your faith. As a matter of fact, make a note of this. You have got to get as much faith as you can in every area of your life. As a matter of fact, let me stop right here. You've got to make a decision, I said, to be attentive if you want to get anything from God. When you go into your classes, when you go into a teaching session or whatever, or even if you're just gathering around an altar to pray, make a decision to tune in. Tune out the world. Tune in to God. Okay? And here's how I do that. I want you to pray with me. Everybody pray with me. Father, we're here tonight to celebrate life in Jesus. We are here tonight to hear from you to hear from heaven, and to do your will. We stand against anything that would interfere with what you have for us tonight. And we rise up in faith, and we give ourselves to the ministry of the Holy Ghost.
to be our teacher and to be our guide. We will receive from his ministry tonight. We will be changed and quickened according to your word. And I set myself now to be the recipient of these blessings from above in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, see, that's what you're to do. If you don't do that, all you're going to get is intellectual knowledge. But if you do that, if you choose to do that, you are going to hear the voice of God. His spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to inter, you know, intrude into your life if you don't want him to. He's not going to push himself on you if you don't want him to. You've got to invite him. This is a spiritual atmosphere. This is a spiritual environment. And you can get a whole lot out of it if you'll just set your heart and mind to do so. But you see, if we come in with an attitude that, well, I'm just going to church tonight, all we're going to get out of it is nothing. A few goosebumps here and there, maybe. But we've got to make a decision. We've got to recognize that there is a need for us to develop our faith, to hear from God, to know what His will is for our lives, and then take a stand. We are going to succeed when it comes to life. We are going to be victorious when it comes to life. But here's the key. The way to be victorious is to develop your faith in the living God. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into His rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. God has a place of rest for every single one of us. And I'm telling you, it is a place where we rest from doing things our way, And we make a transition. We begin to do things God's way. See, we all have got to make that decision. We've got to make that choice. You see, number one, and make a note of this in your heart and mind. You can be like Eve and be a a person, a self-pleaser. I'm going to live to please myself was what she said when she made a decision to listen to the devil. I'm going to live for myself. I'm going to do my own thing. This is what I want to do. It's going to open up new avenues and highways to me if I partake of this forbidden fruit. That's what she thought in her mind. And so she was a self-pleaser. She said, I'll live for myself and myself alone when she made that decision and that choice. Well, that's fine and well, but when you make a decision like that, we've got to suffer the consequences of the decisions that we make in life. Isn't that true? It was not an act of faith. It was an act of unbelief. She did not believe God. She believed the lie. Secondly, as an individual, you can also be a people pleaser or a men pleaser. A people pleaser is Adam. Adam comes along in the same scenario, the same setting, same situation. And what does he do? He decides to please his wife. Well, you did it. Now, it's either obey God or hook up together with you. Do you see that? So he was a people pleaser. And I know someone asks this question all the time. And and one of these days, we're just going to have to get people to believe in Deuteronomy 29, 29 that says the secret things belong to God. What would have happened to the human race if Adam didn't follow Eve? Good question. When you get into heaven, ask Jesus. 
Up until then, the secret things belong to God, right? So don't even dwell on it at all. I have my theories, <laughs> but I won't share them with you. So, you can be a man pleaser, or you can be a God pleaser. You can choose to please God. How many of you tonight want to be a God pleaser? You can choose to please God, and the only way to please God is the way of... Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Isn't that right? Isn't that what the Bible says in Hebrews 11 and verse 6? Amen, that's what it says. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. You see... The life of faith is a life of diligence. It's a life of setting aside the thoughts of the day. It's setting aside the thoughts to be a self-pleaser, the thoughts to be a people-pleaser, to hook up with, with the crowd and to do whatever everybody else is going to do, and a decision that you make to please God with your life. And the only way to do that is by getting as much faith as you possibly can in Him. God wants us to stop being in control and put Him in control of our lives. And if we will do that, things will begin to line up. Now listen carefully. It says here in Hebrews chapter 4, let's read on. For unto us, verse 2, was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached, now notice this, did not profit them, not being mixed with what? With faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, it shall, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Now, here's a thought. God planned out everything to be perfect. His plan for everybody's life was one of beauty. If God had His own way... Right now, we'd be living in an absolutely perfect environment. There never would have been any evil. There never would have been any fall. There would have never been a devil, no Lucifer, no Satan. I'm telling you, there would be no place called hell or Hades or Gehenna or anything like that. If God had His own way, everything would be absolutely glorious right now. But you see, it didn't pan out that way because somebody rebelled against God. Someone disbelieved God. Somebody refused to live for God. As a result of that, here we are in a dilemma. We have got lives to live upon this earth. We want to spend our eternity with Him in glory, but yet we're battling against this, this flesh of ours and these thoughts of ours and this world that we live in that is imperfect. And in some cases, we don't know how to overcome all those things that are uh, coming against us in this life. Well, here is the solution to the problem. By faith, we overcome. What is the victory that overcomes the world? It's even your what? Your faith overcomes this world. You can overcome, I can overcome this world by my faith. Now, beloved, with that statement from the Word of God, do you, rec you realize this? It amazes me why so many people are putting down faith teachers. Putting down people that preach and teach faith 
When the Bible makes it very clear, you can't please God without faith, and you can't overcome the world without faith. You can't fight without faith. And I'll tell you something else. You cannot resist the devil without faith. The Bible says he's coming as a roaring lion, but resist him steadfastly with your what? Faith. Can you see that? I want you to know that you have something in you that gives you tremendous potential. If you're all born again, you have the faith of God in you. I'm telling you, you've got the faith of God. And this gospel can be either profitable or non-profitable. It will profit you or it will benefit you nothing. Without faith, we can't even be saved. Without faith, we can't remove mountains. Without faith, we can't uproot trees. And when I say mountains, I'm meaning obstacles. And when I say uproot trees, I'm talking about unforgiveness and bitterness within the human heart and life. Without faith, you can't get filled with the Holy Ghost. Without faith, you are never going to be sanctified, for you're sanctified through faith. Without faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are not able to work miracles, do signs and wonders, and the list goes on and on and on and on. I want you to recognize, if you only hear one thing tonight, I want you to recognize the need to develop your faith like you would develop your bicep. And I say that only to let you know you can better relate to it. You know, I, I, you know, I was a young teenager uh, not too, too long ago. And I knew what it was like. You'd pick up some of these magazines and you'd see an Arnold Schwarzenegger on there. And I mean, you'd see this, you know, this physique of his. You know, young guys are like that. And they look at that, my goodness. That's going to be me in about two years. Right. Dad, go out and buy me some weights. Dad runs down to the store and next Christmas comes around and you've got weights sitting under the tree. Arnold, here I come. <laughs> right? You get out these weights. You start doing a few reps. You look. Nothing much. A little better. And you kind of wonder... Is this worth it all as, as you continue doing it and continue doing it? And then finally, the weights get rusty in the garage. Why? Everybody's dream was to become like, uh, the next Arnold Schwarzenegger. It doesn't happen overnight. The potential is there. I'm going to tell you something. It takes inner strength. It takes stick to You know what that is? Stay with it. Do not quit. It takes more than just the lifting of the weights. It takes a good exercise program that includes what you take in as far as your eating habits are concerned. It takes a lot in order to develop yourself. We can say whether it be Arnold Schwarzenegger becoming a bodybuilder, whether it becomes the next fellow that's going to break the record in the, in the mile, you know, running the mile, whatever it is, it takes more than the average person is willing to give. Can you see that? Yes. What about the young lady that says to her mom, I want to play the piano. 
I want to play it like no one has ever played it before. And they start taking lessons, and you know the story. You invest money in, 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 in all that, and not too many years down the road, all of a sudden, the, the lessons stop. All of a sudden, the interest is gone. Why? It takes work. It takes blood. It takes sweat. It takes tears. Did you ever see these people on ice skates? Did you ever see these ballet dancers? I mean, they, they practice and 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 they practice. And when they get done practicing, they practice and they practice and they practice and they practice. I like that commercial. Did you ever see that commercial with Emmett Smith? You ever see him on the bench doing his, his crunches? He's doing his sit-up crunches and, and all that. And he stops for about two seconds and says he was taking a rest. He gets right on back to it. That's about what it's like. Nothing in life comes easy. The same thing is true spiritually. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Bodily exercise profiteth for a little while. You know what that means? It means we can develop our physiques. We can develop our natural skills, I mean, to the utmost. We can become the most articulate speaker. You know, we can develop natural things, I mean, until you are the best at it. But I guarantee you to be the best at it. It's going to take a big portion of your life and all the energies of your being. Now, somebody, somebody help me out. What's the record? For free throws from the basketball line, you know, what's the record for free throws? Two thousand seven hundred and fifty-eight. How many of you heard me? Two thousand in a row. Now, not without missing. Two thousand seven hundred and fifty-eight free throws from the foul line. Now, sure, this guy just came out of the woods one day, right? Or he got off the boat, came over to America, and he said, I know what I'll do. I'll make a name for myself. I will shoot more foul throws or free throws than anybody else, foul shots than anybody else has ever shot in a row. Picked up a basketball, and then one day, just picked it up, never played before, never exercised, never did anything, just started shooting and made 2,000. Isn't that how it happens? 2,758? I don't think so either. He probably. I don't know if he's married or not. But he probably moved into the local gym, bought a little cot, a lunch. Maybe he had Mills on Wheels brought in. I have no idea. But I guarantee you, he lived in the gym. Can you imagine? 1,796... Oops, I missed. Start over again. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine making so many and having to start over again? I can't imagine doing a thousand in a row and then having to start over again because I missed one. Wouldn't you just love to say, please, that one doesn't count. <laughs> Let's let me continue on. <laughs> you know, We're talking about in a row, nonstop. Do you realize what that takes in order to develop your body to be like that? Can you imagine what that takes, how many times you've got to do it over and over and over again. You know. You want to become that artist? Whatever it is that you want to be in life, 
The potential is on the inside of you. But the thing is, we usually give up along the way somewhere because we find out that this is blood, sweat, tears, effort, energy. And when I've given my all, it means don't stop. Continue giving and doing and giving and doing and giving and continue on and continue on. There is no, no, no quit in your vocabulary. This is what I want. This is what I will be. This is what I will do to get there. This is what I will have. And every obstacle in the way will be overcome. Every challenge will be overcome. Can you see that? My goodness, and I thought that Mark Price was doing good when he hit a hundred in a row, you know, for the Cavaliers. I mean, I thought, this is, this is amazing, but 2,758. What does it take to, to do something like that? To become that pianist. To become that artist. To become that orator. To become that ballet dancer. To perform like they do on the ice. You know, we watch the Olympics and we think, isn't this wonderful? And you know, think about this. The average person that doesn't get too far, maybe he doesn't get a medal or something like that. Maybe all, and, and so-and-so from the United States was number 12. And you think, who's he? Do you know what kind of blood, sweat, and tears he put into that to become number 12? Just as much as the other guy did, probably. I don't know. Maybe the other guy did a little bit more. Maybe that's why he was number one. I don't know. But whatever, he still put a lot in. But 12 doesn't get you any reward, does it? It could only be personal. Now, beloved, let's take this into the spiritual realm. God has placed something at our fingertips. He has put a potential within us that can absolutely move mountains, uproot trees, cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead. I mean, He has given us a way and a means whereby to take life by the horns and rule it. You realize that? You know what that thing is? Your faith. Say with me, I have faith. My faith can be developed if I choose to develop it. My faith can grow and will grow if I choose to put forth the effort and the energy to develop it. It's up to me. But look at the rewards. Bodily exercise profiteth little. So you got a name for yourself. But I'm telling you, when you know how to tap into the things of God, you've got a name for yourself, but not just on earth. You've got a name in heaven. You've got heaven's attention. We all can develop our faith until it can be used in such a powerful and productive way. It'll absolutely revolutionize the way we live on this earth. Young people, I want you to hear this. You want to get your position in life? Now, I'm, going to, I'm going to back up. I'm going to start somewhere before that. I know that you're born again. How many of you sitting right in this section right here? Raise your hand if you're born again, child of God. I know you're born again, but it doesn't stop there. 
I want to challenge you tonight. It does not stop there. Maybe you're mad at the world right now. If you're mad at the world right now, it's because you're not releasing your faith right now. The world has no control over you. You say, but you don't understand my circumstances. Yes, I do. Circumstances come against every single one of us. Jesus said the storms of life will come to everybody. But you know what? We can overcome them by our faith. And if we're operating in faith, if we're using our faith, we will overcome the challenges of this life. Your first, foremost, and biggest decision in life is found right over here. Young people, turn with me, if you would, please, to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30. And I want you to see something that is powerful to your life. In Deuteronomy chapter 30. It says in in verse 15, See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil. I'll wait till you get there. Deuteronomy 30, verse 15. See, I have set before thee, you, that is, this day life and good and death and evil. In other words, in this world you are confronted with life and good, death and evil. That's what we are all confronted with in this life. Every single one of us. In that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in His ways, to keep His commandments. And I'm going to stop right there. Notice verse 16. I command you this day to love the Lord thy God. You can't love God without faith. You can't know God without faith. He that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Without faith, we can't come to God. We can't know God. We can't love God. It takes faith. And what is faith? I believe in my heart that God is. I believe that He exists. I believe that He is alive. He is the author of life. He is the conqueror of death. I choose life. I choose to love God with my faith. By faith, you love God. And only when you release faith can you even know God. And so to love God requires faith. Now listen, to walk in His ways, to walk, we walk by faith. We, the just, live by faith. And here we are told to walk in the ways of God. And the way we walk in the ways of God is by faith. By faith, I choose not to walk in the ways of the world. That will require faith on your part. Faith is not intangible, beloved. Faith is a a genuine force. What makes one weightlifter be able to do more on the bench, the bench press, than others? Can you see energy? Can you see strength? All you can see is they lifted more than I did. And in some cases, maybe they lifted twice as much as you did. You can do one or two things. Forget it, walk away from it, or keep developing your muscles. You know it's the same arm that you have? It is. But when you start developing it, you get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger, and you can do more and more and more and more. Isn't that true? You notice that if you stop doing it, you can't do as much? And you keep going down and down and down and down? It's harder to do what you did even in the past? Why? Because you've stopped exercising your muscles. Faith is the same way. Your faith in God can increase and it can grow. And, and it's our responsibility to develop those faith muscles in such a way that we have heaven's attention. And also, the devil knows you. I'm telling you right now, it's a good thing for when you get up in the morning 
to know that the devil knows you because you're somebody who will withstand his kingdom with your faith. You will not take a back seat. You will use your faith to rise up to victory in every occasion. Keep his commandments, which requires faith. His statutes, his judgments. Now notice this. Young people, look. That you may live and multiply. This is exactly what God told Adam and Eve to do. Live and multiply. Have dominion and increase. If you want to know how to live your life and multiply in the land of blessing, then it's based on a decision that you make by faith to choose life and to choose good. By faith, you choose life, you choose good. You choose, in other words, to live your life for God. See, sometimes we want everything printed out for us in this computer age. We want God to fax us from heaven every detail of our lives. Who will I marry? What will I become? Where will we live? How big will our house be? Will we have a dog? Will we own a cat? What kind of car will I drive? Etc., etc. It doesn't work that way. The thing is, you choose to give God your life by faith. And when you say to God, I choose... To live for you, you're saying, I choose the good that comes from you. That is the biggest decision to make in a person's life. I choose to live for God. I choose God. I choose life. I choose good. And by my faith, I receive what I choose. You have got heaven's attention. I'm telling you, God is going to see to it that every good thing comes your way. Anything you set your hand to do will prosper. You will live and it will be well with you and you'll be blessed. But if thine heart, verse 17, turn away so that you won't hear but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I denounce unto you that this day that you shall surely perish, you shall not prolong your days upon the land, whither thou passest over Jordan to go and possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Now, notice this, that both you and your seed may live. You are not too young to know how to see to it that your seed will be seen, first of all, that you will have children that will live on this earth and they'll be cared for by God. You're not too young to know that you need to be a person of faith who is dedicated to developing your faith muscles to know God and to plan out your lifespan on this earth and to make provisions for your children. Listen carefully. You cannot pass your muscles over to your children. You cannot pass your foul shooting record over to your children. But I want you to know this. You can make provisions for your children spiritually that will open up to them a way of life that will provide blessings. And when you're gone from this life, I want you to know that by your faith, the hand of the Lord will still rest upon your children. And God will still see to it that He takes care of them when you're out of here. I know about you. That's something good to give 
You talk about leaving behind a legacy, leaving behind something good for your child. Leave the blessing of God. You're not too young to know that. Look at this. That you will live, you and your seed, that you may love the Lord your God and that you may obey His voice and that you may cleave unto Him. Cleave unto Him. Did you ever see a child, a young child, cleaving to its mother? You ever see the mom trying to walk away and the child just grabbing her around the leg and just cleaving to the mother? You ever see that? Absolutely. What a bond there. What security there. That's exactly how God wants us to act towards Him. He wants us to cleave to Him with our faith. And by your faith, you can cleave to God. Cleave to Him, for He is your life. He is the length of your days. Can you see this? He's your life. He is the length of your days. If we want our days prolonged, by faith we cleave to God. And by faith, we're talking about what you believe in your heart and what you say with your mouth. It's not all that difficult. We make it more difficult than what it is. It's when we rise up in the morning and we say, I know God. You realize that being born again, you've got the faith of God and you have the potential to use more faith than what we actually do every single day? When we rise up in the morning, we can have a, a, the right kind of an outlook. We can say, I know the Almighty God. See, we're, we're thinking that faith has got to be this, this some type of supernatural you know, thing that happens in the sky somewhere, but it's not. You rise up in the morning and you can say, you know, this is a horrible day. I don't know what I'm going to do. And we can complain all the way through. Or we can rise up and say, I know God. I don't care how I feel. It doesn't matter what the day looks like. This day I know God. I know God better and better every single day. I'm growing in God every single day. Thank God for life. Thank God for good things to come my way. That is your faith. I mean, you can only do curl after curl after curl. Why do you do ten? Why do you continue the reps? You skate on the ice. You keep doing the same thing over and over. Why? To perfect it. And the more you do it, the more it perfects the muscles that you use to get the jumps that you want to get. Etc. Etc. You play the piano or the organ or whatever to develop the movement of your fingers so that they can move uh, effectively, efficiently across that keyboard. And you keep doing it, doing it, doing it. And by repetition, you get better at it and better at it and better at it. And the muscles go the way they need to go. Beloved, faith is the same way. If we believe in that kind of practice, if we believe in getting out there daily on the ice skating rink, if we believe getting into the gym is going to help us, if you're a punter in football, you can make a name for yourself. I'll tell you right now. You can make yourself a lot of money too. Think about it. Just learning how to punt a football as far as you can. I guarantee you, if you can kick it about 70 yards every time, you can get on an NFL team and make yourself some big bucks. Isn't that true? Doesn't sound too difficult to me. You know, you thought, well, I'd like to get hit and knocked around by all those big guys. That's okay. Just punt the ball. Right? Isn't that true? But you've got to keep doing it every single day. And if you will, you will develop. And the thing is, you keep doing it until you develop. And you will be able to succeed. Now, faith is the same way. Faith is the release of something that's on the inside of you already. Say with me again, I've got faith in God. 
It's in my heart. Released through my mouth. And is developed by my continual saying what the Word of God says about me. Look at this. He is your life, the length of your days, that you may dwell in the land which He swore to give unto your fathers. In other words, this is how you're going to live in the blessings of God. You say from your heart, with your mouth, what you believe. That is your faith at work. And as the day progresses, you may have some difficult situations, but the thing is, we are to continue doing with all the others I already talked about do. You keep saying it over and over and over again. I can only imagine how many times that man must have shot the basketball from the foul line to make 2,758 shots in a row. I can't imagine how many times he must have shot that ball. But he obviously must have developed, you know, in such a way that he was able to continue the same motion for that many times. As I said, whether it's your legs for ice skating, whether it's your fingers for playing an instrument, whatever it may be, it's through repetition and continual practice that we develop. We've got to continue speaking our faith. And even though our feelings don't line up, we speak our faith. And even though maybe the devil isn't cooperating, then rather than resist, rebuke him. If need be, raise your voice sharply and reprimand him and say, get thee behind me. That's what Smith Wigglesworth said one day. He said, you've got to do that just like this one lady. Her little puppy dog, was. she was leaving, going on the train, and the puppy dog was following her down right on, on the walkway there. And she tried to shoo him off and said, get away, get away, go on back home. Started to go again, and the dog followed her just like it would. And just she turned around and said, shoo, get away, go on home. Turned around, follow her right on down the walkway, right again. Finally, she turned around and she screamed at that dog. She sharply rebuked it and said, now get, I'm telling. And that dog took off, tail between its legs, and ran, ran home. And Wigglesworth said, you got to do the devil. Told, told us right to the lady, you got to do the devil just like that. Amen. Just like that. Take your faith and use it. Now, devil, get your hands off my life. Get your hands off my life. Get your hands off my being. You know, God's got good to come into you, to come your way. But I'm telling you, you have an enemy that doesn't want you to get the good things that God has for you. And the only way to stop it is with your faith. Rise up and say, I'm going to live in God's land of blessing. I'm going to live in God's land of promise. I'm going to enjoy the benefits of Calvary. I'm going to overcome in this life. And the way I'm going to do it is by my faith. And I will develop my faith on a day-by-day basis. By speaking the Word of God. This gospel will profit me. Not like those people of old. It will profit me in this life as I choose. Start saying right now. God, you know, the Bible says, once again, I'll, I'll repeat it. Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. You know how you're going to find that wife? By your faith. Amen. I'm going to tell you something right now. You try to find a wife any other way, it's not going to work as well as you like. I'm telling you, it takes your faith. And your faith means this. God, I'm serving you. I've given you my life. There is a mate out there for me somewhere. I say with my mouth that you have gone before me. Angels have gone before me. I have prepared myself to be the the husband that you want me to be. I release my faith in Jesus' name. And I expect you to bring her across my path. And young ladies out there, the same thing is true. Are you looking to be found? 
Are you looking to be found? Listen carefully. See, the guy has to find the wife. The wife has to be found. Don't hide. Don't hide. You say, what do you mean by that? Don't hide behind murmuring, complaining. Don't hide in sorrow, in grief. What do you mean by all that? This is what I mean by that. If you're looking for the ultimate Christian guy, see to it that you are the ultimate Christian woman. Put your faith antenna up. Let it glow. He'll find you. Can you say amen? amen. You want your children to be blessed? Start saying it right now. You say, I'm too young for that. No, you're not. I serve God with my life. You want a career? You're looking for more than a career. You're looking for a lifestyle. You're looking for God to give you a position in life. You've got to do something to earn that position. You've got to go to school, whatever it is that's in your heart to be. Fine. But be known as one who serves God. One who lives for God by faith. Amen. And as you're known for that, the other things will come together. Hallelujah. But it's faith that enables you to know God, cleave to God, live for God, keep His statutes, His commandments, His judgments. It's faith that enables you to receive the blessings of God, to find your wife, to resist the devil, to have healthy children. Can you see that? I'm telling you, it's faith. There is something in you that's big, wanting to explode. It's called your faith. And it'll get you a whole lot more than a gold medal. Let's all stand to our feet. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.